Hello and welcome back. It's been two weeks because I think just got busy. It's been, yeah, it's been a little busy in our household. Our son had some uh, marching band um, competitions and responsibilities with football games, uh, which I got to go see. The show's looking really nice. Uh, my wife had her state one act competition last weekend. Also, she had a uh, former student who had his, um, he had a, a short film premiere. So I went to a, a movie premiere, basically, which was interesting at our Tower Theater over on 23rd Street. Cool little area of town if you've never been there before. But um, yeah, before I knew it, it was Monday morning and off to work and like, oops, I didn't record an episode. But it's been, like I said, a busy couple of weeks and just thoughts and things on my mind. Um, let's see. Let's, um, the, the school year is still tracking along. Students are amazing. They're really cool, having cool conversations with them. And as they're figuring out who I am and what I'm about, and they're figuring, and, and I'm getting a chance to see who they are and what they're about. And some of them, it's a lot of just convincing them that they can do this and they got it and it'll be fine. Just try. Cause, and, and it's like, I don't know, it's the sign in my room about brilliance and the basics. It's like, I'm not looking for um, expertise or I'm just looking for competence and effort because seriously, competence and effort will take you so far in life. Um, I heard uh, another um, Teaching Keating podcast recently, and a comment towards the end uh, really got me thinking. It was the idea that um, being cool is a false currency. And I was like, man, that is so true. It's the, the thing we see in school, especially the first few weeks. I got those that are too cool for school. Like, man, I don't, don't want to care. I don't, I don't need this. This isn't important. And um, maybe that specific lesson may not be important, but the uh, life lessons of effort are. And, and just and that idea of popularity, wearing the right shoes, being, you know, quote unquote, cool, it, it does pay the bills in middle school and in high school. It gets you the attention, but you get out in the world and it's worth nothing. It's like, it's like breeding Canadian dollars down to the United States to buy your dinner. They're going to look at you like, I mean, yeah, and that you can't accept that. And that's, I think, what some of our students run into um, when they get out of high school. They've had this currency that's worked for them for so long, buying and selling, trading, and with the attentions and the right clothes and all those. And they get out into the world, and now it's, yeah, it doesn't work. And I, I think that's what I react to sometimes in the classroom, students who are trading on coolness and i'm just like no i can't i can't let you think that's going to work and i'm i try to I, I be, i'm professional about it i try to be kind about it but you know sorry being cool isn't going to do you anything and I, I i don't know that i've ever heard it put that way you know being cool is a false currency might even make that into a sign and stick it on my quote wall um, but I really like that, and it got me thinking about that as well. Um, what else has been going on? Um, I've been thinking about the difference between feedback and criticism. I heard this recently from uh, someone in a leadership role that, you know, they'll they'll take feedback all day long, and um, but they won't deal with criticism. 
They won't that that it was portrayed that they could you could vent to them like someone in this leadership role you could vent to them and they'd listen to it but they're not going to do anything about it because you're just you know criticizing and i couldn't help but think like well what's the difference and the, the difference i guess would be like tone and um volume maybe or word choice is going to be the difference between criticism versus feedback which and you know, I get that. And and I was trying to think about that as me in a leadership role, whether it be as a, a team leader or like the leader of a classroom. And I think I reject that idea. I think I have to accept both feedback and criticism. Feedback, whether it comes as criticism or um and and the language, if it comes in awkward language, if it comes in awkward emotions, if it comes in just bad packaging, I still it's my job as the leader to like dig through that and see if there's any truth, if I get past the awkward language and volume and tone, is there any truth to what they're saying? And if there is, as a classroom leader, I need to deal with it. I need to adjust my interactions with students. I need to adjust my lesson planning. I need to adjust my interactions with colleagues. But I don't get to just wave my hand and make this false distinction between criticism and feedback. I just... I don't, I don't think that's appropriate for someone in a leadership role. You can have a separate conversation about appropriate professionalism and talking to someone in a leadership role, but to just dismiss it because it's not presented the way I like it, I, just, I think I just reject that. And um, I think I'll always just not be down with that. Because the other thing is, like I said, what keeps someone with that mindset from just waving their hand and just declaring something criticism and then, well, I don't have to listen to that. And like who defines criticism versus feedback? It's such a bogus dichotomy and I'm not, I'm not down with it. Yeah. So, and then something else I'm dealing with and maybe it's just because I'm in such a big school, but I'm sure it, it happens in smaller schools with staff of uh, 60, you know, and versus a staff with 160 plus, but, the telephone game communication that goes on and like I heard from so-and-so they said this or that and I just I'm so beyond that now this idea that you allow yourself to form an opinion of someone based on no face-to-face -face personal interaction with that person because um, it's easier to say like I know of them I don't know them and I, I said that so many times with colleagues about colleagues sometimes students will mention you know, whatever, like a science, math, um, English teacher, whatever, or another previous or history teacher. And I just, um, yeah, and I've said that so many times. It's like, no, I know of them. I, I mean, I don't know them. And they want me to have an opinion on this, their teacher. And it's like, sorry, sorry, dude, I, I can't say anything. And I feel like that's lacking sometimes among colleagues and then from colleagues to administration. Especially, and, and I get it, we're a big school. But I think that's something that's frustrated me lately is just this, I don't know, clickish, mean girlish type thing. Um, and ultimately, I've realized this week as frustrating as it is, and and it does give me an insight on you know what kind of person I'm dealing with. If that's how they want to form their opinions, but ultimately, I am not in control of that. I can't do anything about that. And the best I can do is if I've said this to students sometimes, if they want to form an opinion of someone else, of me based on only things they've heard, then 
I feel like that says more about them than it says about me. You know, that says more about them as a colleague than it says about me. That says more about them as a, as a leader, as an administrator, than it says about me. And the only thing I can do is just not let that like live in my head rent-free. But more importantly, don't do it to people that, that I'm in charge of or that I work with, you know, the students who come in, or I've heard things about them, and um, uh, no, get to know them that year, or teachers on, uh, who get switched to, like, my team to work with, and I just have this, like, ugh, kind of attitude toward them. It's inappropriate. It's unprofessional. And I think, I was talking with my supervising principal the other day, I was like, that's probably my pet peeve with things. It's just, it's not so hard. Just be a professional. Or as a different assistant principal years ago said, we were looking for a theme for the year, and he <laughs> I like the guy a lot. He basically said, do your job. You know, hashtag do your job. And uh, I kind of liked it. No one wanted it. And I mean, they joked about they weren't ever going to put that on a T-shirt. But it's like it sums it up. It's like, do your job. Don't don't make things personal that don't need to be. And take care of your business. If you know what you got to do, just do it to the best of your ability. And I guess there's another way to sum it up. Don't attribute to malice what can be explained by ignorance, you know, a lack of knowledge, or just flat-out stupidity. I mean, we're humans. We can be awfully dumb sometimes. And, uh, yeah, it was just a good reminder to me. It's, seeing that happen, it, it was frustrating and kind of a bummer, but it was a good reminder that that's what I don't want to be. I don't want to be that way with my students. I don't want to be that way with my family. I, I don't want to be that way with my colleagues. And I should just, if I'm going to have an opinion on it, I should... I should ask the person involved. I should talk to them and figure out what, what is it, you know, get the news straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, so it was a good calibration. Um, talking with students, getting these new perspectives and maybe ways I can explain to them how high school is not real world, being cool is a false currency. Reminding myself that what kind of leader I want to be, you know, do I differentiate between feedback and criticism? And um, how I want to communicate. Yeah, I think, I think there's all good things to be reminded of. And that's what those situations ultimately were this week. It was a good reminder of how people are, how I could be, and whether I want to follow that path or not. And I think that's a, a constant process, a constant journey. And I'm looking forward to another week of that journey. As always, have a day.